Yes. Um, the reason why I have Anchor is, one, because um, when I first started doing my podcast, I was asking um, a friend of mine which ones are good, and she told me about Anchor and another one. But ever since I've been using Anchor, it's been so good because the podcasts have been so easy to run smooth, and I'm easy to uh, able to uh, interview guests without anything, and I just love it, the overall experience, because Anchor is just where it is. Anchor is just where it is, like, uh, and I encourage more people to do podcasts, because if you have stuff on your mind, and you want to get it off, and you want to use a platform to do it, Anchor is the platform to do it, because not only does Anchor, does it go on Anchor, but it also goes on to other platforms after it's posted to Anchor. So I would like to thank Anchor for everything they've done for me so far, and I really appreciate them. Well, how you doing? <laughs> Sorry, we have some technical difficulties, you know. Yeah, no technical difficulties going on there. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> it's okay. How are you doing tonight? I'm okay. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Welcome to our Strange Disappearances um, podcast. This is episode 15. I'm sitting here with, um, I'm sitting here talking to Charlotte Johnson, and um, today we're going to be talking about uh, Charlotte's sister, Charlene Johnson, that went uh, missing. When did your sister go missing again? Uh, May 1st, uh, 1997. May 1st, 1997, and uh, yes. from, from what I'm reading, that she she told family that she was going to see her friend and was never yes. seen again. So t- take me back to the beginning and, and tell me, what happened with uh, Charlene and the, the uh, everything surrounding her disappearance? Well, just like you said, okay, she was at my mom's house on Carlisle Street. Okay. And she left. She was with a friend, with one of the people that she lived with on Siegel Street. Okay. Because she lived on Siegel Street with her girlfriend and, their, and her family. And... Um, her sister was with Charlene at the time. She left, and the girlfriend said that she said she was going to see a friend, and that was the last time she was seen or heard from. We never saw anything else or heard anything about Charlene after that until um, I would say that happened on the 1st of May mm-hmm. and around the 7th or 8th of May. The actual girlfriend that she was with more, her, her that girl Iris, she was um, sure was with her. And when Iris found out that we hadn't heard from Cheryl, when we went to the discuss with her and her family, you know, had they heard anything? Iris says, "Well, I know where she is. I'm going to get her. I'll be right back." Like I said, this was about the 7th or 8th of May. Okay. Iris left, and she never returned. So Iris is missing too? Wait. Okay. Iris isn't missing anymore. Around the 5th of May, they found a body in the back of a house rolled up in a rug. Some children were playing here in South Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And... They found a body rolled up in the rug. At the time, no one knew you couldn't identify the body. It was, you know, warm. So it was badly decomposed. 
So after they did the autopsy and the DNA from uh, Iris's mother and my mother, come to find out it was Iris wow. who was killed, okay? And although we tried to express to the police here in Philadelphia that this was connected, Two people from the same household do not, one go missing, the other one goes to find the missing person, and that person becomes missing and then shows up dead. You know, that's, that just doesn't happen like that. And what was Iris's last name? Penn. P-E-N. Yes. And she said she was murdered in Philadelphia? Yes. Okay, yeah, that 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 is very strange. But keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, but the police, you know, they didn't really want to hear anything that we had to, and you know that really frustrated the family, especially my mom, because she's like, you know, this is not something that you just ignore. She was going like all the time, just about every day in the beginning. And then after Iris's body was found and she had to give her DNA and it was determined who it was, she just kept calling and trying to contact them, but no one would talk to her. This went on for years, I tell you, mm. that they would not talk to her. But in the midst of her doing that, they did uh, find out that the person who killed Iris was her um her children's father which was the friend of Cheryl and Iris his name was Nick okay uh I can't really I know it's a C but I can't really get okay you know I don't want to mispronounce it or anything so he was arrested he went to trial and he was convicted but never was my sister brought up in any of this. Oh, wow. Never was she brought up. She was not even a thought. At mm. You know, my mom, she's still, her and I, we're like, okay, well, we're going to go back down here to the police station and see what the detectives have to say. When I tell you that we didn't get that opportunity to find out what a detective had to say because no detective was ever available to speak to you, and if you did, if we did speak with the detective, it was always, I'm not the detective on the case, but I'll pass on your information, and that would be the end of it many times. I mean, this went on like for years for years and nothing ever was done at all where my sister's case was concerned. There was no questioning this individual about, you know, Iris coming to him to find Cheryl, nothing. It was as if this didn't happen. And that is very strange because you would think that your sister's name would be brought up if it's, if it's you know, if his baby mother ends up there and she says she's going to go get her, that's that. You see, and this is what I was telling people. I sent I sent somebody the other night. I said when people when it comes to people of color, they they tend to say, okay, well they're adult or they ran, you know they're not missing, and the whole time they could be in danger. But 
the police don't want to look for us. You feel me? And absolutely. And I, I feel exactly that's the case. You know, I, we've always felt that, okay, my sister, she did have a drug problem, but my sister was never the person to go away and stay for days. She was, no, she didn't have any children. Okay. There was never a time that we could not make a phone call and say, hey, I haven't seen Cheryl. Have, have you seen her? Yes, she was just here. You know, there was never a time that she could not be located. So them telling us that, well, she's an adult and she has the right to go anywhere she wants to and all of that type. And us telling them this is not her behavior. Even with her addiction, that was not her behavior. She never went on. She would right. go out and come back, okay? She was that type of person even in her addiction, that she would always return home. She would go back out maybe the next day, but she always came home. Right. She always would know where she was. You know, it was never, it, it, it boggles me because we're telling them we could make a phone call. We didn't have to go look. We could make a phone call and know where she was. But they right. would not listen. Oh, she, but she was out there and everything else like that. No, it didn't go. It, it wasn't like that. It Not for her. It was not like that. We were never convinced that she walked off. She had money. She didn't have a lot of money, but she had money that she hadn't spent and everything. So there was no activity in her accounts. Just like she dropped off the face of the earth. So, um, so basically, um, she, yeah, so basically, yeah, she, like you said, she just dropped off the face of earth, but it seemed like to me, like, wherever went Iris went to go get her from, something might have happened, and that's why Iris got killed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, and you so, don't have so to be you know, all of that, you know, intelligent, you don't have to be a detective or anything to deduce the fact that Iris went to get her. And Iris was going to tell something. Something happened, and Iris knew, and that's what caused her death. So, was there ever a search party for your sister, uh, missing person flyers, or anything like that? The ones that we made. Okay, and you know what? Yeah, I, I kind of figured that. Um, have you ever thought about um, put putting some new flyers out? Um, I put out flyers all the time. Well, I'm gonna tell and you I some. A lot of times when you go to Kinkos and stuff like that. They actually give you a couple hundred free when you t when when you tell them that you're printing on the missing persons. Right. Right. That's where we um, had got the first ones at, okay, and they did give us free flyers at the time and everything else like that. The other flyers, we went to various places to John, and some uh was sent to my mother. Uh I think it was from Namus. Okay. But I, I noticed that, you know, we've had, like, we have many different flyers over the years. And, I, you know, I put things out all the time with social media inside of stores, locations, places where she normally would be. Right. And to see if I could spark something. Because I know somebody knows something. Although Iris is no longer here and she can't tell us, you know. I do know that there's somebody out here in this world that knows something. Oh yeah, I think Iris. I think Iris is talking to us from the grave. She, she's you know she knows what happened. You just gotta uh, 
So let me ask you a question. Did they ever contact you guys and uh, compare Jane Doe's or anything like that? Or is your, uh, is your DNA in the system? Uh, our DNA is in the system. I've been trying to find the paperwork for exactly where we went. My mom had it all. Okay. And unfortunately, my mom just passed in January. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, trying to go through her paperwork to locate all of the information that she had with Shirley's case mm-hmm. has been a little bit difficult. Right, because there's a lot in the time passed. It's a lot. A lot of time has passed, and then I have to deal with the emotions, you know, of my mother's passing. Right, right. And yes. yeah, that 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 weighs on you when it, it's really fresh, because that was just in January. So it's mm, some emotions. Yeah, I, I lost my seventeen years. No, I'm sorry, I'm saying seventeen, but. 25 years ago, and um, it's still it's still the same. It's like she, <laughs> it like it's like she passed away yesterday. I was 17 when it happened. Wow, I lost I mean, her early. I'm... Yes, I mean it was some tragic circumstances, but um, you know, your mother, your mother is your mother. You know, no matter what, your mother's gonna be your mother to the day you die. You know, and even after she passed on, so I definitely can understand that, and I know that she would have wanted you to continue to find out what happened to her sister, to your sister, you know? Yes, and that's why I work so hard. I, you know, I do everything I can because it was my mother and I that did most of the work. I do have other siblings, Mm. but, you know, they're not as on it as my mom and I would be. Mm -hmm. And I don't have my mom to, you know, have her to choose what she wants me to put out there this year and mm-hmm. for this time, you know, at birthday time, anniversary of her going missing. I don't have her to actually go to anymore. So, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a little bit difficult for me to be doing it basically on my own. Well, I'm gonna tell you like this, don't worry about anything. You definitely gotta help. Uh, here, um, I'm gonna have a new flyer um, made of your sister, and okay. I'm also gonna reach out to a friend. She's very good at this type of thing, that getting the getting the stuff on the news and getting getting stories, like getting people to write these stories. Because I know a lady that she that we're working on. Um, she did her sister with us 38 years ago. Wow, it was like a little article when it first came out, but now. They're writing something on the anniversary, so I'm pretty sure that she gets something the ball rolling with your sister. Because yeah, this is ridiculous. It it is. It's it's ridiculous. And how many years has it been since your sister been going? It will be 25 years on May 1st. 25 years, dog. How do you yeah. go missing that long? I don't. I, that phantoms me. How do you go missing that long? I don't. I don't understand that. I don't know how you go missing, and it's like. The no type of official stuff. A detective reached out to me in I think 2019, mm-hmm. and she came to my home to talk to me about my sister's case. She was from uh, Philadelphia Special Victims, mm-hmm. and when she came out and to talk to me, she had a folder, and when she opened the folder and showed me the paper that she had, this only one lonely piece of paper she had and all it had on it at the time was my sister's name 
the address for my mom's house and my mother's name mm, mm, mm. and my mother's phone number and that was it. That's sad. Absolutely. That's sad. So they basically never worked in any such a case. Period. They never did anything. But she did a full workup. You know, she did a full report and everything. I mean, granted, it was late in the game to take this report from 1997 to 2019. You know, well, listen, 20... we just took one. Well, one from 1985. They just took a report on a girl from 1985. Wow. And, and the story, you might have saw it up there. It changed a couple of times because, you know, a lot of times have passed by. But she, she was 14 and she went missing in 85. Imagine, oh, okay, and the mother never reported her missing. Huh? The mother never reported her missing, no. Oh, wow. Yes, and she's still missing to this day. Wow. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's some deep stories I've come across, like, you you know, like yours, um, other stories. Like, I, I tell people all the time, like, yo, this, people really do, people, people really don't, don't go missing. People really can hide a whole body somewhere, right? Or you know, they they not, they not turn up like for just, a very long time. Yes. Oh, somebody has to stumble upon it. Yes. Okay. Something has to be either shook and loose, and that you know, I've seen and I've read so many different cases like this myself. So how much time did he get? He well, he was supposed to serve a life sentence. But when the detective came out to talk to me, she informed me that he had been released from prison in 2014. Wow. He since passed away. I, I, um, I went to do some investigations with um, Iris's sister. He passed away. Who, yeah, Iris, who passed away, but her sister is still alive. So I went to talk to her sister, knowing that, you know, she, he has children. She has his niece and nephew. So I went over to talk to her, and she informed me he had passed away since then, since his release from prison. Okay. And everything. But yes, it, it's just, it's sad. It's very sad. And, and nobody, I know, and, and a question, I'm going to cut you off. Did anybody know where Iris was going at? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. When they did the search on his house, the day that they, um, Went to arrest him and everything because they cleared the streets and they had helicopters and everything. It was right around the corner from where Iris lives at. It wasn't far. It was like maybe a block and a half away from where Siegel, the house on 21st and Siegel. That's and where never, Iris came. And they never and they never checked that property or like that for, for holes or anything like that? They checked that property. They were out there. I was there outside. Okay. And they checked that property for just about the entire day, they checked okay. that property. And nothing. They, and no, nothing of Cheryl. But I mean, at that time, they didn't take anything. Cheryl wasn't a, uh, Shirlene was never a part of that, oh. as far as they were concerned. So they were not looking for anything that happened to her. Oh, they were wow. only looking for what happened to Iris. Oh, yeah, we going, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I definitely want to get. I, I definitely want to get involved with this right here because this is. This and is, I definitely know, you know, we, my whole family knew that had they connected it, they would have found something of Shirley in there because she always was there. She was always there. That was her. That was their friend Nick, 
Iris just happened to have children by him, but it wasn't like an exclusive situation between these people. And okay. they, Shirlene was not in, in their view at all when it came to that. They searched for nothing for Shirlene because she was not even a thought for them. And her going missing was not even important to them. So because they found Iris's body in the house, which would be the alleyway, you know how the alleyway and you have houses. Yes. Okay, so he rolled her up in a rug and he threw her in a neighbor's yard. But though they were all out on vacation, so nobody discovered it until the children were playing and the fence, the gate swung open and that's how they discovered the body. But wow. other than that, yeah. He didn't take her far. Mm. Now, Shirley, I do believe he took her somewhere, but where we will never know. Like I told the detective. I wouldn't say, I w I wouldn't say never. Well, yeah. I know because it's been a long time, but no, I, but I, I do believe we will know one day. Yeah, I try to, yeah, because I always try to be hopeful in these cases. Like, we, I know for a fact that everybody's not going to be found, but you still, like, I still go 110%, like, you know, with the missing. I still, Absolutely. That's no, I, I just think that, you know, had they, had they, Yes, at the exactly. time, mm -hmm. taking the time to take the report and then have that report and then this person go missing and even when Iris went missing and they found out that these two women came from the same house they still did not put my sister as a part of it mm, she still yeah. was she still wasn't they got that DNA from my mom and that was the end of it and they, and they iced her out right after that they didn't need her for anything else. Her child going missing, being in the same house with this other woman, living and going to the other house where Nick lived at. <laughs> that wasn't a that wasn't an issue for them. Yeah. That wasn't their concern. Right. That wasn't their concern. She was never a priority to them at all. Never. And I really think that I, it, it blows my mind to believe that they just didn't take any type of interest whatsoever. No matter how we pursued it, no matter how much my mom, because she was very vocal and she did not spit no hairs about what she had said. So no matter how much she talked and tried to talk to them, they just stonewalled her everywhere she went, iced her out. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I can't believe some of the stuff I heard, like so far, like, yeah, I I, I got to agree with you one hundred percent that if they had done something back then, this case would be open and shut, and he would never got out of jail. Absolutely, and you know that, and I believe that had they did something, he would have told them. Yeah, he would have. He would have told them where she was, but because it was never brought up, it, he didn't care. That was when he got away with. He sure did. And he was a white man. Oh, he's a white man. Yeah. Let me throw that out there. Oh, wow. Okay. And he was a white man. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's so sad that that could happen that way. Now, had this been two white women and a black man and the same scenario, wouldn't have turned out this way. 
Oh no, I agree with they you. They would not have turned out this way. They would have investigated both cases. They would have connected the dots. They wouldn't even have the need to connect them if they didn't want to. They would have pursued this issue. But when it's black people, unfortunately, because it's very unfortunate that they don't take that type of incentive to pursue these cases is always based on race. And that's sad because everybody is important and every life counts. Right. Everybody should be treated equal. Okay. You just can't say because this person is doing this that they don't count. Everybody is important. Every somebody, you know, everybody is somebody's child. And whether or not they're doing things that we disapprove of or we think that may have caused them to be in situations that doesn't give anybody the right to hurt them or to kill them. It sure doesn't. It and that does doesn't. not make it where we're not going to care about what happens to them. This is what they want you to do. They want you to just be like, oh, well, don't worry about it. She was doing drugs. She was prostituting. And I'm like, no. Yeah, basically, like a throwaway. Basically, they feel like it's basically a throwaway. Like there's no hope for the case. But no, everybody deserves that justice. Everybody deserves that same equal. We all equal. I mean, I don't care who much. I don't care who got much more money than who the next person. We at the end of the day, we still the same. Absolutely, we that's still, the way still. I see it. I don't. I don't see anything being different when it comes down to being human. We are all equal. We are, and that's just the way that I see it. I know the world don't see it that way. I've Not, lived it, so I know. Right. This world is naive. This, this world is more, more naive than it's ever been. Okay. So, you know, you can't put on blinders and believe that they're going to treat you as an equal because of the situation, you know, and they're just not. Okay. They're just not. You get, get uh, different races in a room. You'll see who they choose first. It's not going to oh, be. Oh, 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 every time you will. Okay, it's just, it's just not going to go that way, and that's sad. That's very I sad. I say that all the time too, because I try not to bring it up, but it does. The race factor does play a lot, uh, play a lot when uh, a lot of these missing persons cases. I'm telling you because you know, like, I and I also believe. Well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say sometimes race, and also sometimes how much money you got. Because you know a lot of these rich uh, people sometimes they uh, they they may go missing and you got all out World War Three. You got everybody looking for them. right. As another person, you know, like I saw somebody last night about a case we got here in Delaware. Um, Damon Emery, he's been missing for uh, twenty six years. Oh when wow! He, when he went missing, um, another lady went missing. She was the she was the governor's second second. Emery Fahey. I don't know if you read about that before. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she yeah. went missing, she had about three, four hundred people looking for her. He had Absolutely. two police officers and like a handful of family, and they only searched one spot. Right. So basically, his case never got the attention that it was supposed to get. But it just, like you said, it just goes to show you that. I mean, I hate to say it, but he went missing at the wrong time. But he didn't go missing at the wrong time, you know? Right. Right. And yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's just sad. But um, I will let you know this, that uh, once, 
once we talk and all that, like I was already, I was already with you on the case. So like, whatever, whatever you need, like, uh, like I said, I'm, I'll do a new flyer for you. I'm gonna post a story tonight after we've done this podcast too, um, on her uh, case. Okay. Because um, when I posted on my site, I got I, I got twenty thousand followers, and then I posted to other sites where it may hit like thirty, forty thousand or more. Like you know, right. Literally share the stories, like because a lot of these cases, when people see them and they don't, and they see them for the first time, they're like me. They're astonished, like, wow, how did this case even make it here? Yeah, how did this case mean it even make it to unsolved? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Absolutely, okay. I mean, the major so it should have been solved that first week or whenever that happened. Especially, yeah. when you got, especially when you got people telling you, he, you know, she went to go get her from there, and now she, I don't, yeah. This is right. This this is baffling to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, it's mind boggling. Yeah, it's it, very it, mind boggling. My mind for a very long time. It, I mean, it just works my nerves because I just don't understand how how'd you miss it. How how, how you, it had to be a deliberate miss. And I'm you know what? And I'm pretty. It's crazy. I'm, I'm pretty sure other, other people know he did it too. It had to be a deliberate miss. And it's so sad that Iris paid for her life looking for Cheryl. Uh, you know. And she lost her life, and out of it, Cheryl never was even. She wasn't even a footnote. Mm, never, never even mentioned. Not, not at all. Mm, we got to change that narrative. We do. Yes, we do. Like I tell as them, as long as I'm alive, I, I'm going to do everything that I can to continue to always put her name and her face out there. You know, and reach out to every site. That I, you know, I'm on a lot of sites on the uh, internet, well, mm. uh, Facebook and for missing people and all of that. So I'm just putting it out there all the time, even when it's not a particular time. I don't wait for her birthday or just the anniversary of her going missing. I do it periodically throughout the year. I don't wait because I don't think that I should wait. And I'm glad that I didn't wait because had I waited, I may not have gotten in, you know, in connection with you. Right, that's true. Yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad that you put out there because I'm I'm almost on like when I see a case and I know I have I have, I've never seen it before, like that's my first time seeing it. Right, I grabbed it up real quick and I'm like, hold on, these stories need to be told because, you know, I know some people are probably like, okay, it's just a podcast, but. A lot of people listen to these podcasts, and you never know what the person on the other end listening to knows about this case or knows something about this. You know, right? Absolutely. I think about that, think about that all the time. Like, you know, somebody, somebody, and I'm pretty sure somebody involved in one of these cases or something like that. I'm pretty sure they read Facebook or they look at Facebook and be like, you know, yes. And it just one day it just may be that person whose conscience is bothering them that says, okay, it's time for me to let this go and tell somebody. So that's why I keep it out there. And I've always told my mom, like, I am going to keep doing this forever until I can't do it anymore. One day somebody is going to pay attention and they're going to help us speak for her. They sure are. And then after, and then after that, she'll speak for herself. When she's found, she'll speak for us. She'll speak the rest of us. For herself, you know, and, and, and tell her story. Yes. She really will. I will never let it go. My mom would never let it go. Oh, never. She and, would be. And, 
And that's what you call dedicated. I'm seriously like, you know, I'm glad she, she never let you go. A diligent. My mom was not computer savvy. Or she barely could work a cell phone. So I would give her information and give her a list of, you know, agencies to send the information to so we could get it on their website. Just like online sites like Charlie Project, things like that. Uh, so, you know, to I would say, well, mom, I'll give you this and I'll do what I can on my end because I can use the computer and everything right. like that. Right. And she worked diligently to do it. She used to put it in the South Philadelphia Review mm -hmm. and everything. This was not articles that someone wrote. She would just put that announcement in there all the time, you know, the picture of Shirlene letting her, the world know that she was missing and she still was looking for answers. So, no, she she would not have given up. She would have, she would be so delighted to know that you did, you know, that especially that video thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she would so appreciate all of that. She would really appreciate that. And it saddens me that she's not here to share these experiences. But I do know that that was something that was out of our control. But I also know that she doesn't want me to give up. And I'm, I don't want to give up, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't want to give up because I want to know. My oh, sister yeah. mattered to me. She mattered. Yeah, sure. She was important. She mattered. And I want to know what happened to her to bring closure. It's one thing to, for a person to pass away and you have the funeral and you put them to rest in their final resting place. But surely we don't have that. We don't know where her body is, where she is, whichever state it may be in. We don't know. We have no answers. Yeah, that's true. But we're going. We like I said, we're going to try to change that. Um. So, question. Um. So, is your father not alive? Is is he passed too? Yes. Okay. Um. Was he? What was he alive when around when it happened? Uh, no. Okay, so okay, all right. Um, so I, I mean, like, yeah, I, I would. Um, I know it's been years, but you know, maybe you can get a new set of eyes on it. I would definitely call. Like, when, when's the last time you called up there to the uh detective special? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I called there in December. Uh, there's a new detective that was on the case and so far it's more stonewalling again you know so I don't know because, right. uh, the detective that spoke with me she retired uh, and what was it I think it was at the beginning of last year Okay. yeah she did she retired in the beginning of last year. Then they didn't really have a lot of people there, you know. It was so much going on last year with riots and all types of things happening. So, you know, they were pretty short staffed. And then once I did try to reach the other detective, every time I either get, well, I'll leave him a message and he'll call you back. And I haven't heard anything. I can't even remember his name. Because I haven't had the opportunity to talk to him, you know, and be able to say his name to have it 
make a impression in my brain. This is what we're faced with. But I do have the number and I do know that I have his name and I will reach out again. But I was just doing some social media networking and you came across. So I was working with what I had. Because mm -hmm. I don't have a whole lot of hope. If they didn't look for her when the situation first occurred and it was fresh, and all the evidence was available to them. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of hope that they're going to do me any justice right now. Coming across Detective Wonicki, or her coming across me, that may be a rare occasion, you know, mm -hmm. because, oh, like I said, that was in 2019. And that's the only time they came out. Out to my mother's house in May of 1997. Okay. That's when they told us that, you know, she was an adult and she could go anywhere she wanted to and all of that other stuff. But to actually come out and sit and ask questions, no, that didn't happen. Mm, crazy. That paper that they showed, that Detective Wonicki showed me, mm -hmm. uh, that was the only paper they wrote down on in May of 1997, and that was it. And they didn't write much on that. Mm. They basically just threw it. They basically just threw it away, even before it started. Absolutely. Okay. They just just never did anything. They wrote it down, stuck it, sat it in a desk or something. And walked away and never picked it up again. It wasn't picked up until 2019. Mm, 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 mm. Wow! Wow! 22 that's, that's, years. That that yeah, that's a lot. That's that's a lot. That's definitely a lot. Um, at the time, how old were you when when your sister went missing? 37. And like, how did I mean? Did you think she? I mean, did you think she would come back around that time, or how, I mean, how did you? How did you? I mean, how did your family feel? Give me, give me like a. If a we something happened, something bad happened. We knew mm -hmm. something bad happened when she did not come back. Right. We knew it. The girlfriend's family knew something happened because she wasn't like I said. She was not the person to go off. She was not that girl. She wasn't. Right. She wasn't. Right. And when they told me you know, that she hadn't came back. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, let's make some phone calls. Nobody saw her. Within less than a day, I just knew my whole insides just said something bad had happened. Oh. It, it, my, I, I just could not get my down. It was like everything inside of me was screaming. You know, something bad happened. Something bad happened. She doesn't do this. She doesn't. Even my mom, she was told somebody done did something to her because she would be back by now. She doesn't go away. She doesn't stay. All of my sisters, everyone knew something happened. Someone did something to her. And whoever that someone was, I assure you that when they were trying to do something to her, she put up a hell of a fight because she was a fighter. 
She right. was not going to allow you to just do what you wanted to do to her. She was not the girl for that. Not at all. I know that's right. I know that's right. I know she fought. She fought. And I do believe that it cost her her life. You know, I do believe, and I do believe that Iris had found that out, and it cost Iris. Right. Uh, yes, I do believe that, too. And I, uh, that's what I believe. That's what my mom believed before she passed away. My family believed. Is that just someone that, you know, cost her her life, and because Iris was going to tell, and I believe Nick did it. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I believe Nick did it. Iris told him she was going to tell, and he took care of her and killed her for, you know. And she has two children by him, so that could just go to show you how much a person really meant to him. Exactly. Mm, this this story has been incredible. Um, what would you like to say in closing about your sister's case? I would like to say if there's anyone that may hear this podcast and know something about Shirley Johnson to get in touch with Philadelphia Special Victims and give that information up so we can bring closure to what happened to Shirley. I would also like to thank you for taking the time to have me on your podcast mm -hmm. for putting my sister's story out there and and making me feel encouraged that people are paying attention. Yes, we sure are. Yes. So, Shirley, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't call you Shirley. I mean, Charlotte, I want to thank you for appearing on this podcast. You're welcome. And you, Okay, and I'll talk to you. And I, and I will be in contact with you. I promise you on that. I'll be in All contact right. with you. And you have a good night. All right, and you as well. Okay, thank you. Thank you.